Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hello, listeners. We are welcoming back Hallie Butvin to Interactions and Attractions. Hallie is the Director of Special Projects at the Smithsonian Center for Folklife and Cultural Heritage. And um, I'm so excited to have Hallie back. And I'm also excited that it is a happy hour episode. Welcome back, Hallie. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. I'm happy to be here. What you drinking? Well, I happen to be drinking some apple cider fresh from Yadkin County. Oh, Yadkin County, North Carolina. It sure is. I went to a little festival this weekend and learned how apple cider is made and brought some home back to Virginia, which I need to can or make into cider or uh, cider vinegar pretty quickly um, I, as I'm learning. Amazing. So you, but for now, I'm sipping. Wow. So you've already been to Yadkin County. That's that's great. Okay. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, hopefully we will be working with the Adkin County starting next year. Well, listen, last time you were here, I'm going to remind the listeners, last time you were here, uh, we were talking about the festival training from your center, yeah. uh, the Center for Folklife and Cultural Heritage. But this time we're going to be talking about something entirely different. Before we get into that, how have you been? What have you been up to since then? I've been good. I've been traveling a lot. Um but you know what? I'm enjoying the fall. This is, I was just thinking this is the first uh, full October that I'm getting to actually see like how beautiful the leaves are in the Blue Ridge and just soak it all up. So I have been taking every opportunity to get outside and go for hikes and just see how pretty it it's is. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And yeah. you, so you, this is the first time in a while that you haven't been traveling during this time of year? Yeah, unfortunately, even though it's my favorite time of year, I always end up with some international trips that take me somewhere where it is decidedly not fall. Oh. So this year, I'm actually here and I get to experience it. So I'm really grateful for that. Okay, well, we will keep that in mind with Uplift as we're trying to schedule things with your visits. Maybe you know, <laughs> next year, fall, where we will grab you and bring you down here. Yeah, I was going to say, I know in North Carolina, it's just as beautiful as up here in Virginia. It's, yeah, so. it absolutely is. Well, so we want to hear more about the training that's mm -hmm. coming up in January. The name of the training is, tell me if I get this right, Conceptualizing <laughs> and Enhancing Your Tourism Experience. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Conceptualizing is a, is a mouthful. 
and it sounds complicated, but it's not. I promise everybody, <laughs> you can do this. It's it's a it's a great workshop, and actually, I'm I'm really excited to teach it following on the festival training because I think one of the things we saw at the festival workshops is that North Carolina has a lot of artists. It has a lot of passionate people. It has a lot of people who really care about local food and local foodways and food products, um, music. There's different, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to work with. And those are all, in addition to presenting that kind of cultural heritage at festivals, there's also an opportunity that folks have to create a tourism experience that's based on those cultural practices. And so this, the fancy conceptualizing and enhancing, the idea is that it's a workshop where we, we really want all artists and uh, history enthusiasts, uh, cooks, music, musicians, dancers, anyone who has something creative to offer that, that they might want to offer a visitor to experience their place. We want you to come to this workshop because what we're going to do is walk through how you can create and offer that kind of an experience. Okay. So, okay. What can we expect then? So you just said, gave us a general overview, but, but take us through what we're going to do there. Okay. Well, first things first, we're going to give you a little bit of a background of like what actually is a tourism experience so that everybody kind of understands what we're getting into here and give a little bit of background around what it means to engage in the tourism sector. Like what does it mean to have a tourist actually come to your home or to your workshop or your studio or your establishment for a tourism experience? So we're going to go over those basics. Then what we're going to get into is figuring out what is the unique experience that you're going to offer and really focusing on making it immersive, experiential, kind of hands-on. So think like teaching someone how to cook a meal and having that meal together as opposed to just serving them a meal. Or if you're an artist, you know, going somewhere really beautiful and doing like an outdoor painting class or something like that for a beautiful landscape. Um, if you have like an artisan skill, you know, we've done workshops with folks who teach people how to do basket weaving and they actually come and in a matter of a couple of hours, they start to learn the, the basics of making a basket and, and develop that kind of appreciation. So we're going to go through lots of different types of tourism experiences, lots of examples from other projects that we've worked on to get people's creative juices flowing. And then we're going to help kind of go through these exercises. Everyone participating is going to have a worksheet that they're filling out that basically by the end, they're going to have a document that's like a roadmap of how to take this experience and make it a reality. Great. Oh my gosh. And so some of the uh, examples that you get just gave, people were getting involved in the experience itself. Does, do, do people have to offer a hands-on experience? Not necessarily. I mean, I think that there can be certain things that are dem demonstrations, but I think what, so when we're talking experience here, what we're looking for is, you know, in the old days, <laughs> mass tourism, like thinking about you, you might go and like look at some buildings or, you know, walk around a city or something like that. But what, what tourists really want nowadays, when people, when think about travelers, like when we're going somewhere, you really want to get into the local culture and you actually want to meet people and you want to understand and learn a little bit and have a good time and make connections and actually having the opportunity to engage with people 
is something that is really, it's, it's interesting, it's rewarding, and it, it, people really create strong memories around that. And so, again, that's also why, why is Smithsonian doing this? Is because that part, that relationship between people is what we really care about, because that's really meaningful for folks that are participating in it. So, you know, what we're not talking about things here where somebody's going to come and you're just going to like tell them, this is a building, this is what we used to do in this building, this is what, you know, that's, that's not the kind of thing we're talking about here. It's not a tour. What we're trying to create are experiences where people can immerse themselves in it and try something, mm. get their hands dirty. Mm. You know, so even if when I say demonstration, maybe you're demonstrating something, but even helping, we can help figure out like what's some kind of small step in the process that people can try and and really start to appreciate this this practice. You know, whether it's cooking or making making a craft or making music, what does that look like? Right, right. Okay, okay. Or yeah, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to get it. Um, getting them involved in some way. Um, yeah, perfect. And you and you know you've talked um, you've talked before about uh, the term living cultures, and I'm assuming that can play into um, a, a tourism experience as, as well. What what does living cultures mean? And what doesn't it mean? Can you provide some examples, maybe from previous projects, or maybe even some hypothetical ones based on uh, what you've learned in North Carolina? Well, that's a great question. So each place's living culture is really like, it's up to the community to decide what that looks like. So when I was just in Yadkin County, obviously making cider is something important for people. Like there are apples there and it's something that people did to come together. And so that's a cultural practice that is significant to that particular community. That's living culture. So it's not, you know, if it was something you did a long time ago that you don't do anymore, and it's something that's in the past, that's more like history. That's cultural heritage. That's our past, right? Living culture is what that looks like today. And so it doesn't, you know, the, the exciting part of it is it is, it's something that actually gets you to engage with someone on a person-to-person -person level of like, you know, I was just, I went into to Old Salem when I was looking at the, the little bakery that they have there. They used to actually cook in that bakery. They're not doing that anymore because it's, it's complicated. But if you're in a bakery making bread, like not everybody knows how to make bread. Like giving somebody the opportunity to understand why is this bread in this particular community something significant. And it helps you make a connection between what's going on today and what the history is in this place. I think the best tourism experiences really help visitors make those connections between the history of a place, the people who are there now, and what matters most to them. Right, because we're all a part of our history, whether we're aware of it or not. Absolutely. So, Hallie, you, you've done this workshop before, conceptualizing and enhancing your tourism experience. Can you maybe give us an example of an experience that has come out of this workshop? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, with the, you know, I'm trying to think because a lot of the places where we've been doing this is, is overseas. And I'll use some examples from Armenia first. So, Armenia has a lot of like really delicious food um, that people can come and you certainly when you go there, you eat, they have this amazing barbecue and like really fresh vegetables and fruits and things like that that are used in all the recipes. Um, normally in the tourism experience there, you'll go and you'll eat at a restaurant or you'll eat at a hotel. But you go through the country and you're basically eating the same thing all the time. 
And so, yeah, you know, like it's, you know, kind of interesting because Armenia has Horvats, but North Carolina's got barbecue, right? But as people in North Carolina tell me, it depends on where you go, you're going to have different flavors. It's not always going to be the same. So thinking about when, when we were in Armenia, what we helped people do is to think about what is very specific to where you're from. And it turns out that when you kind of start exploring that, you start to realize, well, we use different types of ingredients and we use different herbs, different spices. Um, you know, my grandma taught me how to do it this way. Maybe even it's one family who has a really cool story of where they got the recipe from. But then we help them integrate that into an experience, whether it's like learning how to cook a meal or maybe they're gathering the ingredients from the garden. And then, you know, the, the host is cooking the meal for them. And then you're all sharing the meal and sharing stories. That, I think, is kind of an example of how we pull that out and take it from being an experience where, yeah, of course, you're going to go and you're going to have barbecue. But compare that with having barbecue with somebody who's actually telling you, like, showing you how it's done, you know, and, and actually giving you their family story and their specific ingredients. So that, does that help give a little bit of a... I mean, I'm getting hungry talking about it, to be honest. <laughs> it's a great example. So, so just walking, walking us through the day. It's a, it's a full day experience. And, um, and, and at the end, we will come out of this with, like you said, a, a roadmap of, of sorts. Okay. So there'll be some um, listening, listening to presentation work. There'll be some individual work. Will there be small group work? Yeah, yeah. So Simon Jones and I are going to co-teach this together, and we've done that in a couple places before. So we're old friends. So uh, we're not like the kind of teachers that are going to be like, you just sit there and we lecture you. Um, we've got a lot of stories between the two of us, and we love hearing stories from everybody else. So I think you know we want to hear from everyone and share their experiences and have this be a discussion because part of it is we're bringing our experience to kind of. To how we do this but part of it is that we're all going to work through it together um, and at the end of the day we're going to have a whole bunch of different kind of activities so there's going to be stuff that you're doing at your tables and small groups and kind of talking through and helping each other there's going to be some one-on-one -on -one stuff where simon and i are going to come around and help you all as you're going through these experiences um, and then of course we're going to give you a lot of examples of things that we've done in the past so that you're you know so that you're really getting a sense of how whatever it is that you want to offer as an experience might look and what that might be able to look like. So Hallie, this is coming up really soon. I mean, we've got the holidays right around the corner and, and the workshop is going to be in January. Everybody listening can sign up on the Uplift website, but before we even get there, what are you doing for the holidays? Well, I'm excited to really kind of relax actually yes. because it gets quiet at the smithsonian in december and so that's when we all kind of try and take a couple of weeks of leave at the end of the year and just be with family and really just relax and chill so on a happy note that. i'm going to come to everybody yeah i'll come to everybody with lots of energy in january so uh, yes i hope you all are going to get get some family and relaxation time too around the holidays yeah, we're we're dialing it down um, with Uplift. Uh, we're dialing it down in December and doing some planning, doing some behind the scenes stuff. But um, really, a lot of our public facing programming is is going to come uh, way down, uh, and and we're yeah. all excited about just doing what you said, relaxing and and ready to come at the new year with with gusto. Yeah.
Well, so glad you're going to be a part of the new year, and I cannot wait to see you again in January. It really will be here before we know it. And thank you for talking with us today to tell us more about conceptualizing and enhancing your tourism experience. Thanks so much, Carol. Looking forward to seeing you all. Please sign up. That's all we have today on interactions and attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.